Welcome to the Procurement Show. Hello and welcome to the Procurement Show, the show that tackles the topics we all need to think about and sets out to explore the more interesting bits of procurement. I'm Jonathan O'Brien. And I'm Paul Philpott. I'm here to ask the questions and keep the show stimulating and indeed exciting. The Procurement Show is brought to you by Positive Purchasing. Enabling the future of procurement in organizations around the globe. This week, we're talking about reimagining procurement for the new normal. Jonathan, now, reimagining, that seems like a very big term to use in something like procurement. So I want to start by asking you, why do we need to go so far as to reimagine? Why not just make a few changes here and there? Well, it's a great question, but the world has changed. In the last year, everything has changed. So we're rapidly aboard this new rocket ship. In fact, we were already aboard a rocket ship, kind of gently climbing towards the sky. But what has just happened in 2020, it's like somebody has ignited the rocket booster and we are flying at breakneck speed towards this new normal and change is all around us. And that's not just change in a procurement function, but everything that drives organizations. So if we think about some of the things that have been changing in our lives, there are changes to our personal lives that will exist way past COVID-19. And that's things like just how we feel about getting close to other people even though at the moment we're socially distancing while we still record this, when this finishes, we won't rush back to get close to people. We will want to keep distance. We will want to have a low-touch economy. Perhaps we'll have some sort of health passports. And that has huge implications for all sorts of industries where people used to come and do something or shop or eat or watch something or participate in something in close proximity. So you think that all that change combined has created an unusually vast scenario. I mean, won't things just go back to normal after COVID-19? Why has it had such a big effect on procurement particularly? Well, there are people that think it will go back to normal and perhaps we will get to some sort of normal, but it will be a new normal. Currently, all the projections are suggesting that's not going to happen really much before mid-2022. And that's even with a vaccine. But even as vaccines get rolled out in 2021, we're still going to have this cycle of new outbreaks of new strains and things like that. So we're going to go into this cycle of health issues, measures in response to it. It's going to take a long time to get back to normal. So the reality is many of the changes we've started to see now will stick. And that's not just in terms of how we live our lives, but also how we work. So the workplaces are changing. And people have been on lockdown, working from home. We've all got familiar with the Zoom call, Microsoft Teams. And actually, we've figured out that, you know what, it's okay. We can run many organizations, not all, just by doing these sorts of electronic interaction. And there are implications for how we do that in terms of people's well-being, because it's a whole different thing. However, it has shown organizations that perhaps the new normal is not about people coming to a physical place, but rather being able to work remotely and perhaps come and interact maybe once a week. Maybe once every two weeks, people come together to create, to innovate and to be able to have that social contact. So procurement teams will operate vastly differently But our suppliers will operate vastly differently as well because they're doing the very same things. I was going to ask you that because procurement is a big family. 
it's not just, you know, the people who buy. So what about those members of the procurement family in our supply base, our suppliers? What sort of situations are happening there? How is change affecting them? Some of this change was already underway. And what has happened with COVID-19 is it's catapulted us into the stratosphere. So the sorts of changes we were witnessing in the supply base previously was, first, the birth of the giant supersized supplier. These are the sort of Amazons, the Googles, the Microsofts of this world, the suppliers who will be essential to our future business, who will probably drive a vast majority of how we source, but will have vast power, vast control. They will control the routes to market that we need to tap into. So they will be key suppliers in the future and we'll be managing those. That change was underway. Now it's accelerated. The second is as the supply base changes, rather than have a building, a factory, a location where everybody comes to work, what we will see is the birth of the network of talent where we have individuals with talents spread around the world working for a single supplier, connected in real time using technology. So there may be hubs where things are produced, where service is provided, but those hubs will be part of a bigger network. That will serve to give the supplier access to much, much more talent, but it also opens up opportunities for us. The other change within that is a move away from globalization. Prior to COVID-19, globalization still was the best way to be able to manage our sourcing and get lowest cost, best value. But with globalization now comes too much risk, and not only from COVID, but also just the increased political uncertainty we've seen in recent years. So what that means is there'll be a return to more local sourcing, perhaps even vertical integration, where we attempt to bring our suppliers within our organisation and have control of them. Do you think, just going back to the beginning, do you think that's a side effect of what COVID-19 has caused, what changes it has stimulated? Or do you think there's been a desire for some people to actually make those changes anyway? And COVID-19 has been a practical excuse. I think it's one of these situations where it's like a big train that's rolling down the tracks and it's kind of got a momentum of its own. It's not something that people are creating, but as we enter this work from anywhere type world where people can be part of something remotely, then we've seen a natural development of how suppliers operate. But COVID has accelerated that because suddenly every workplaces have just stopped and suppliers have been forced into this How can we operate but still manage to keep people in their spare rooms, perhaps working for us doing something? So COVID's accelerated something we had already seen happening. And in many ways, it's brought huge benefits for us because one of the payoffs that we saw during the lockdown of 2020 was world pollution levels just dropped Mm, to an all-time low. And what that said is actually we can operate, we can continue to operate in some form without the need for people to commute and fly all over the world to do business. And for an organisation that once perhaps spent millions on travel and having people fly around for meetings and to engage with one another, that's a huge saving, but it's also a real benefit for the planet. The Procurement Show, exploring the more interesting bits about procurement. And now... The Procurement Fun Fact. This edition's exciting tale of preposterous procurement, bizarre buying, or simply saucy sourcing. 
This may be a true story or an urban myth, but in 1988, the US military needed to test the windshield of a new version of the F-16 jet aircraft to FAA standards for bird strikes. This involves the chicken test, where a dead chicken is fired out of a special FAA-designed chicken cannon at 400 miles per hour, directly at the windshield. If it doesn't shatter, it passes the test. The procurement team commissioned a supplier to build the cannon to their strict FAA design rules, and it was set up, and a chicken was loaded and fired. The windscreen shattered, and the chicken went through the pilot seat and embedded itself somewhere behind. The same happened the second time, and then the third time. So the test team contacted the FAA, who, after asking a series of questions, confirmed that the problem was almost certainly down to the use of frozen chickens instead of the required thawed bird. The Procurement Fun Fact Contact us by email. Hello at theprocurementshow.com Send us a tweet at Procurement Show or connect with us on LinkedIn. Search for The Procurement Show. Are there any other areas of an organisation that look set to be reimagined? Do you think that that whole concept can be rolled out wider within an organisation? I think procurement is in a really strong position right now. It's in a position ready to lead the organisation. And actually, the changes just aren't procurement based. The changes are organisation based right to the level of what is the mission of the organisation? What is the strategy? What are we here to do? So for some, it's business as normal. But for many other industries right now and for the last six months, nine months, industries have been saying, companies have been saying, well, what are we going to do for the future? How do we get our products to our customers? How do we provide the service if there's this new normal where perhaps people don't travel or meet in the same way that they once did or have the confidence? How do we be successful in this new economy? So all over the world, companies are saying, what are we here to do? Let's figure out whether we need to change our products, change our services, go after new marketplaces. So the strategy is changing for the organization. And what that means is procurement. And remember that procurement's role here is to figure out how it can enable the organization to meet its overall strategy and direction by figuring out how to get the right contribution from the supply base. Let's not lose sight of that strategic bit. Because if that's the role of procurement, then what the organization is doing will be delivered through what procurement does. But there's more here, because right now, more than ever, we need innovation from our supply base. We need our suppliers to help us with this because they are the experts. They know how to do this stuff. A lot of innovation that we see around the world doesn't come from within the organization it comes from a mix of suppliers that know how to do stuff and are already working on a particular development. So we need the suppliers to be able to help us with this. So procurement is really well placed to lead the organization to change what it does and figure out how the supply base can help deliver it. So you genuinely believe that procurement can lead the way and some ideas can be cascaded down throughout the organisation. But are there any other areas that we need to think about where procurement could also lead the way? The biggest area and the other biggest change that's happening right now is that of sustainability. So once upon a time, many organisations just kind of viewed sustainability. It's a nice thing to do if you kind of want to put your sandals on and stuff like that. That's changed. 
And we live in this world where we've suddenly sat up and taken notice of Greta Thunberg. We've seen David Attenborough. We've seen some redefining of the imperative to change what we do in this world. Or there's a very real risk of extinction of the human race. And suddenly we get it. Suddenly organizations and governments are getting it. As we record this, this particular podcast, we've just heard the announcement in the UK that all new car sales of diesel and petrol vehicles in the UK will have to stop by 2030. So suddenly we get sustainability. Now, what that means is organizations will have to do a whole bunch of impossible new things and meet impossible new targets within coming times. The hardest one here is the supply chain and what happens in the supply chain. We can understand our immediate suppliers and we can contract with them to make sure that stuff is good and sustainable. But when we think about what happens many contractual steps back, perhaps in another country where we don't have the same controls of environment and how labor conditions, forced labor, child labor, those sorts of things, then it becomes a lot harder for us to be able to do that. And today, organizations are not responsible for what happens in the supply chains. But legislation is on the way. So things are going to change there. We're going to see massive change within the next two years as governments start to make companies responsible for their supply chains. What that means is organizations are going to have to suddenly get sustainable. And procurement is placed right slap bang in the center to help achieve that because doing it in the supply chain is the biggest challenge. What is the role of digital in all of this? Oh, digital. So how long have we got? Because well, you know, this, is, this is the biggest topic of them all because actually procurement is quite outdated when it comes to digital systems. There are lots of systems that do things, but most of the companies that I work with are only just getting to grips with implementing ERP enterprise resource planning systems to manage internally what they do let alone connecting externally with what happens. So actually digital holds the key here and it's about being able to design the digital systems of the future and it's about being able to use lots of data. So think about a typical organization. So you have the demand of the end customer. If we can understand what that is more fully using data, predictive analytics, we can then begin to use that information to have more agile supply chains so we can be better, faster, cheaper. So are you talking about actually implementing AI into procurement strategy? AI has to play a part of it. And that's just one bit because actually we need data to understand what's happening with our suppliers right back up the supply chain. We need visibility of that plantation, that factory, that raw material supplier that exists in another country and actually post-COVID, we can't go and visit them anymore because there are going to be travel restrictions. So it comes down to data. How do we get data about what is happening right back at those parts of the supply chain? How do we get that, process it, do something with it, use machine learning, predictive analytics to be able to give us insights, transparency, and understand what's happening and have confidence that we are sustainable? Do you think this will have, I suppose you could use the term procurement automation, do you think that will have any impact there? Automation is key because for many years procurement has been the function that buys stuff 
And actually, the future is about procurement being much, much more strategic. So a lot of the routine things that organizations buy, the non-differentiated, the generic things, the things that many other people buy as well, those things, those areas of spend can all be completely automated. Not only will the spend process be automated, but we will buy them from Amazon-type marketplaces where we have a relationship with them, we have confidence that we're buying the lowest price in the marketplace, we won't need to get involved in running tenders, running RFPs, doing the traditional bidding stuff that procurement did. That's old fashioned, it's out of date, it's not the future. All of that stuff can be automated with good data, good systems, and the emergence of the supersized giant supplier. It's time ask jonathan and this week's ask jonathan is from clive morrison who has emailed us to ask what should we call our function is it procurement or purchasing or sourcing or buying clive that's a great question because it all depends and actually all four of those can be used but they've kind of developed their own meaning so there's no one single set meaning that we can go with here buying tends to be kind of more tactical stuff about reactive responsive buying and sourcing is a phrase that tends to be used where people can't quite figure out what to call themselves in the u.s sourcing is used quite a bit to try and indicate that it's something a bit more than regular buying now purchasing became quite strategic in the u.s for a while and then in the uk and europe tended to become a little bit to mean perhaps the more tactical part of what we do but that has changed in recent years and procurement the word procurement seems to have gained ground globally as meaning the strategic aspects of what we do so i think today the word that everybody uses more than any of the others is procurement when we're talking about strategic procurement in organizations and if you have a question that you'd like to put to jonathan don't forget to email it in ask jonathan email your question to jonathan at the procurement you might be part of the next show are there any other predictions that you'd like to bring to the table and i'm not talking about within the next couple of years as we probably only just start to leave the impacts of covid19 what about 10 years time jump into your procurement tardis for us and give us a possible future 10 years from now i hope things will be very different and data and digital is the key to this of course but the number one change is people because people are our best asset today they are our best asset however we're going to need a whole new generation of procurement people and many of those that have come through the traditional learn to be a procurement person route won't really make it because a lot of those kind of traditional routes haven't really kept up with what procurement needs to do as in they're dated but they're very much focused on old procurement buying type approaches those things are changing at lightning speed what we now need for the future are procurement teams where they have strategic procurement people that can think creatively using the next generation of digital category management tools connected to real-time data, using the next generation of supplier relationship management tools to begin to engage with our key suppliers and manage those strategic relationships. The other thing we need are mathematicians, data scientists, people who can develop machine learning algorithms. We need to create functions that will think, okay, how do we begin to go about creating data and analytics where we can pull data from suppliers, from the supply base, from what's happening in the world at large, 
do some stuff with that and have some intelligence that helps us keep track of the routine spend, but also be able to make sure we're creating the new supplier relationships of the future and see everything that happens in our supply chains. You're listening to The Procurement Show. We'd like to know your feedback, your comments, and of course, don't forget to send us any questions. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, here's how. You've been listening to The Procurement Show. Contact us by email, hello at theprocurementshow.com. Connect with us on LinkedIn, search for The Procurement Show, and on Twitter, at Procurement Show. Visit us at theprocurementshow.com. The Procurement Show is brought to you by Positive Purchasing, enabling the future of procurement in organizations around the globe. Copyright Positive Purchasing, all rights reserved. Produced by Fresh Air Studios.